You have to know that you're trying your best, and you need to always appreciate your body for allowing you to do these things. Welcome to the Fit Diaries podcast with your host, Claudius Osei. Real success stories from real people with a sharp focus on revealing the tips and tricks that will make you the next success story. Welcome to the Fit Podcast, where we take an inside look into the real-life stories of regular people accomplishing amazing things in health and fitness. Today's guest is a student who overcame obesity and self-esteem issues that plagued her throughout her younger years. Listen in to discover how learning to love yourself can make all the difference in your journey towards your ideal body. Without further ado, please welcome Alex Paulino. All right. Hello, Alex. How are you doing today? I'm very well, thank you. Hi, Claudius. How are you? I'm good, good. Um, yeah, so before we get started with your story, um, tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and any of the people who, who you like to stay in shape for. <laughs> well, my name's Alex. I'm 25 years old. I'm obviously female. <laughs> and I have turned fitness into my passion. You know, it's definitely become a lifestyle and I do it for myself more than anything because I love how amazing I feel after a workout. But um, I just love the health benefits as well. And of course, I like to look good for my boyfriend and, you know, I love to be healthy for my family and for my future. Okay. And since he's talking about future, let's talk a little bit about your past. So when did fitness start for you or when did you first get started with any kind of sport or any activity that you liked during your childhood? When did that start for you? Well, as a child, I was extremely nerdy. I was more of a book person and I was always reading books. I wasn't really active and, you know, I just loved to sit down, read books, do homework, anything that involved sitting down, I was doing it. I played powder puff football my senior year of high school And that was probably the only type of athletic activity that I did because um, I know in high school I tried to do lacrosse and I broke my finger in training camp. So I was not able to do that. But um, I just started going to the gym like in college, I want to say. I um, I started going to the gym, and, you know, it was very difficult to create a habit of it, but um, it did help that I had a boyfriend who liked going to the gym, so we would go once in a while together. But it really wasn't a lifestyle yet. Um, okay. As a child, I was... Um, as a child, I was extremely overweight. I weighed over 220 pounds. So I was somewhat bullied, and I When you I say as a child, to... how old were you at that point? I was 12. 13. So I was extremely overweight. I didn't feel good about myself. I didn't know how to eat. I mean, you know, I was just a regular old kid who loved McDonald's. <laughs> Would you want to go after school? McDonald's. That's what that was like. That's what I loved to eat and that's where I would go. And anything else that was fast food, like Taco Bell and stuff like that. But, um, mm -hmm. you know, as um, I started getting older and I started getting into boys and, you know, Girls started wearing makeup and, you know, wearing nice dresses. You know, I started feeling very uncomfortable because I couldn't fit into normal clothes. You know, I couldn't go to Aeropostel, which was in back in the day, or Abercrombie, and I, I couldn't fit in any of that clothes. So 
I became extremely closed in. I didn't really socialize. And, you know, I just started thinking, like, I need to try to start to lose weight. I have to figure out a way to do it. So I just started eating better. I didn't eat McDonald's, but, you know, I would eat, like, the home-cooked meals that my mom would make for me. And, and at what, what point of your, like, at what age are we now? Um, I want to say I'm 14, 15. Okay. So I started dropping weight, and in a matter of, like, a year, I dropped, like, 60 pounds, about. So I dropped the 60 pounds, but I wasn't working out. And I was a child, so I just dropped the weight. But I still wasn't, I want to say athletic, athletic, I wasn't fit. So I lost the weight, and ever since, I've been struggling. It's been like yo-yo, you know. I dropped the weight, but, you know, as soon as, like, I started eating unhealthy, you know, my family is Hispanic, they're Dominicans, and my grandma can cook up a store. My mom can cook, my aunts can cook, and they cook delicious. So, you know, when they cook the rice and the chicken and the beans and the fries, it, it sometimes got a little bit challenging, but um, I tried my best. So my entire so what, life, what, it literally... Oh, go ahead. No, my entire life, literally, it was back and forth. It was just dieting, and, like, I would lose a lot of weight, and then I would gain the weight immediately. Like, I had a phase in high school where I would work out. I went to the gym for, like, a month straight with my aunt, and I dropped like crazy. I dropped a crazy amount of weight and I looked great. But then as soon as I stopped and I just started eating again, I gained it all back. And it wasn't healthy because I wasn't learning how to eat clean. I wasn't learning how to go to the gym. I was just doing it as a short-term goal. You know, mm -hmm. I wasn't trying to make a lifestyle out of it. But at that age, you know, I, I really wasn't aware of how much more difficult it would be when I got older. Mm-hmm. And I'm not that old, but, you know, <laughs> at 25, it definitely is a lot harder to lose the weight than it was at 17 or even 21, you know? Mm -hmm. What would you say made you fall back to, to your old habits? Was there some trigger that caused you to get back to your comfort foods or what, what especially caused you to get back to your old ways? I think just insecurity, you know, I was extremely shy and just like the fact that I was bullied ever since like when I was so young, I didn't, you know, I always carried that with me because I just saw myself as that girl, you know, like even now, like I struggle, like I've come so far and I've dropped so much weight and I feel amazing. But at times I struggle because I think about myself as the person that I used to be. And then when I look in the mirror, I'm like, oh my gosh, like I'm not that person anymore. So mm -hmm. it's definitely something that takes time to get used to because I've seen myself that way for such a long amount of time. Mm -hmm. So it's just kind of like every day I'm learning to, you know, value myself. Tanya has always taught me, like, you know, you always have to look at the positive things about you. You have to, you know, I know you struggled when you were younger, but you've got to leave that in the past. You have to be thankful that you went through that to get where you are today, but you also have to continue to move forward 
and feel comfortable in your old skin because this is a new you. And I love who I am now. I feel more confident than ever. <laughs> I mean, I'm doing this interview, so. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Thanks, by the way. And, like, yeah, like I can say, I mean, I obviously didn't know you for that long, but just seeing your transformation at the gym was, was I don't know if you realize how much you changed since you started with Tanya, but um, it was truly amazing to see and, and see your transformation and, and see, like, your demeanor change too during the workouts. So that's, yeah, that's I, I on Thank you, thank you so much. You know, it's so cool because I never had like the attention before because I, you know, I never worked out. I, I never found something that I was so passionate about besides makeup until this. <laughs> and you know, working out for me is just an escape. And the fact that people are starting to see how much I enjoy it and you know that I'm good at it, and not only that, like how my body has transformed, it feels amazing. And, you know, I was looking at some pictures from when I started a year, about a year and two months ago, I think it was April 2015, I first started training with Tanya. So that's when the whole transformation started. And I have to say, like, I'm a totally different person. But until I didn't look at these pictures, I didn't see it. I didn't realize it. I used to live in New York at the time. I used to live in New York, and I moved down in April. And as soon as I moved down, I spoke to Tanya, and I was like, you know, I've, I know you work with my mom, and, you know, I love what you do with her, so I would like to know if you could train me. And, you know, mm-hmm. we clicked instantly. It was just like an explosion together. We did it, and we get along, and she knows what I like to do. She gets me. She knows what type of person I am. And mm-hmm. she's very, very careful, and she'll, like, ask me if I feel comfortable doing certain exercises. Because at the time, anything that had to do with jumping, I was like, don't even bring it up. <laughs> I am not jumping anywhere. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, with time, now, now I do jump up for cardio, you know? So mm-hmm. it's, it's definitely been a journey. Yeah, and it's so important to make sure that you're comfortable with whatever you're doing because out there a lot of times in the media they tell you, okay, you have to do CrossFit or you have to spin or you have to run and all these things where people feel they have to do something a lot of times that's that's the worst they can do because if they're not passionate about it, if they're not comfortable with it, then they will never keep doing the, those things. And then that's when they kind of fall off and that's when you start struggling with yo-yoing and, and, and being on for a month and then being off for another month. So it's so important, like you said, to be able to be comfortable with the type of exercise. And there was definitely something me and Tanya talked about during her interview where she mentioned that it's, it's just so important to be to be at your level and at your stage, whatever, whatever you're ready for. So, exactly. Yeah. No, I, I completely agree. You know, at first, um, I hated cardio. Oh, my gosh. I hated, hated, hated cardio. And now I look forward to it. I, I really enjoy it. I actually just started um, spinning like three months ago. Mm-hmm. My boyfriend brought it up, and he's like, oh, why don't you do some spinning? You know, because I got tired of just the same cardio outfit. I used to hate just going on the elliptical. I felt like time would take forever to go by. Mm-hmm. Um, I the treadmill. I had like a treadmill accident when I was um, like a few, like three years ago. I um, had an accident, so now I'm like terrified of treadmills. It's very, very rare on a treadmill. The only time you catch me on a treadmill is after a leg day when the sun is way too hot outside and I can't walk outside. That's when I'm on the treadmill going like uphill. But... <laughs> I just, you know, I I actually like trying different things now. At first I was very scared and apprehensive, but now I'm not. 
Now mm-hmm. I like it. I, I think it's more of a challenge, and I enjoy the challenge. If I can't get a workout right, if I can't get the posture right, I'm like, okay, next time I have to get it right, and I have to do better. Because mm-hmm. if not, I feel like I'm letting myself down, you know? Why am I going to come into the gym and just, like, do half of what I know I'm capable of? And what would you say was your biggest obstacle first getting started? Did, did you have anything that, like, usually obstacle, like, like was it money you had to spend for the training, or was it time, was it the motivation, what kept you from, from getting started earlier? I think what kept me was time more than anything, because I can, I think it's a combination of time and knowing how to eat, because I claimed that I ate healthy, but thinking back to how I ate, I was not eating healthy. But I wasn't aware. I didn't have a coach like Tanya teaching me how to eat right, teaching me my portions. What did you think was healthy food that turned out not to be that that healthy for your body? Like, for example, um, I would have, like, uh, nuts, for example, and cashews and granola. I love all that stuff. I love, like, munching food. Mm -hmm. But you can have that, but you need to have literally – a little bit, like a handful, and I didn't have a handful. I would sit with the entire bag, and I would mm-hmm. eat it. And I'm like, oh, no, it's cashews or it's almonds or it's granola. I can do it. It's, you know, it's healthy. No, it, it is healthy, but, you know, it's the quantity. And not only that, it wasn't raw. It wasn't organic. It was salted. You know, now I'm aware. I'm like, okay, I can't have, I should get the raw kind. It has to, I, I prefer organic, and it can't have any type of salt on it. Before mm-hmm. I would oh, it's a cashew, it's healthy. No, it's not the case. I'm just more aware as far as details. Mm-hmm. And where where did, other, like, obviously Tanya helped you out with that, but before that, where did you get that information from? Where did you feel you you got most of your knowledge about eating or exercise from? Online. Pinterest. Mm-hmm. Google. Just, um, you know, I would, like, Google, oh, what are healthy foods or, like, a healthy diet, you know? What's, mm-hmm. like, the best, like, I would Google seven-day diet to lose weight. That was my mentality. I, like, had a short-term mentality. I thought, oh, if I do this diet in seven days or if I do this 21-day diet, I'm going to be good. And mm-hmm. I was wrong because, yeah, okay, I can do the diet and I lose 10 pounds, but I didn't gain any muscle. I... As soon as I started eating the way I used to eat, I would gain the way the weight back and more, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I really wasn't aware. I, I mean, again, I do think that my age had a lot to do with it because I was younger. I didn't know any better. But now at, when I first started this, I was 23. Um, now it's a lifestyle to me. I enjoy it, and I realized that this has to be a lifestyle because it's not about a week, it's not about a month, it's not about, you know, a year. It's more about how I want to feel for the rest of my life. And if I feel good and I feel great, then I'm going to do amazing. And that's one of the other things that Tanya taught me. It's about how you feel. If I feel like I'm not going to be happy that I skip the gym or if I feel like if I feel guilty that I had you know, a glass of wine, then I shouldn't do it. 
or if I'm going to feel guilty that, you know, I had dessert, I shouldn't do it. Mm -hmm. I, when I first started, I used to love pasta. I used to love bread. I used to love rice. Those were, like, in my meals about 80% of the time during the week. Mm-hmm. Now I don't eat bread. I rarely have pasta unless it's, like, a special occasion or I'm celebrating something. Or, or I, I can't even think of the last time. I even <laughs> gave up dairy. I can't even mm-hmm. give up dairy because I don't need it. I love cheese. I love my cheese and wine, but I gave it up because I don't need it. And at first it was hard, but I don't crave it. Now, if I crave it, I'll have it, of course. Like, I was on vacation two weeks ago, and, you know, there was cheese, and I was like, oh, I'm on vacation, you know, let me just have some. And it was amazing. But right now I'm not eating it because I don't crave it. And you mentioned that you kind of had to go with what worked for you. What do you think, was there anything that you've seen that did you see in work for other people that totally did not work for you, even though that might be healthy and it might be good to do as far as exercise or nutrition, but it totally did not work for you? Um, I think everyone has different styles. A lot of people love to, you know, go do dancing classes or kind of be in an area and, like, have, um, like, the person tell them what to do like in a group of people I don't prefer that I prefer kind of having Tanya to myself one-on-one just Mm -hmm. because I feel like I get what I need you know she Mm -hmm. sees me I feel this is the way I see I'm her masterpiece and she wants me I'm she wants me to look amazing so Mm -hmm. she sees me and she sees what she needs to have me work on if I show up and you know my my I look bloated or you know if my arms are looking kind of big you know she'll she'll give me some bicep exercises or if my legs are looking puffy you know she'll give me squats with a different weight or a different type of squat so I just feel like I prefer to have the one-on-one whereas a lot of people prefer like my mother my mother loves to be in group classes and she works with Tanya and group and that's great it works for some people but for me, it just doesn't. I get the most when it's just me and her. Mm-hmm. And which is or any other type of workout. Even if it was me with, um, if I had like a buddy, you know, it would be cool. Like we go to the gym and work out together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's a, a big point that I'm I'm trying to make. That one of the reasons I'm doing this podcast because I want people to realize there is no one way. What works for one might not work for you, and that you have to find mm-hmm. your own style and you your own happiness in whatever you're doing because unless you enjoy it somewhat or enjoy the results or enjoy something from the experience, you're simply not going to keep following it. So that's such a big point to make sure that you follow your your passion and whatever you are passionate about. Exactly. I agree with that 100%. Hmm. What would you do differently if you knew what you know now from your childhood or as far as exercise or nutrition is concerned? Oh, wow. I would do so much more different. (laughs) Um, I think I'd do everything. I mean, at the same time, they say, like, don't regret, you know, everything you do, like, shapes you into who you are. But I definitely wish, like, I had all the knowledge that I have now. I would have, you know, been involved in sports. I would have eaten a lot more healthy. Um, Even, like, with traveling, you know, right now for work, I travel a lot. I'm in Miami one day. I'm 
in Miramar the next. And sometimes I would have to go to Miami for a week or two weeks straight, and I would have to stop working out with Tanya. And, you know, I would stay at a, at a relative's house because they lived there. So it was just difficult because, you know, I didn't have my food that I bought that I couldn't prepare. You know, I didn't have my hot lemon water first thing in the morning or, or my apple cider vinegar um, as well as the gym. You know, I have the, I live literally like five minutes away from the gym. I get up in the morning, first thing I do is I drive there. And I just get it out of the way because I feel like if I leave it for later on, I've tried it. I, I did. I tried it. I tried going in the evening, but so many different things come up that it's a safer bet for me to go in the morning. Mm-hmm. But um, as far as traveling, now I know how to prepare. Even when I travel, I bought like for my all my vitamins. I bought little cases and I put them in my magnesium, my fish oil. I put them in the cases. I have the night one and I have the day one, the morning one. Um, I buy my water. I have a special bag. I bought um, a jump rope and a resistance band. So whenever I'm traveling out of the country or in the country or in the same state, where if whenever I'm sleeping out of my house, I always throw those essentials in my bag because just because I'm leaving my home, my comfort zone, doesn't mean I can afford to get off track. You know, I've come so far, and I just feel like I can't, I don't, I don't like to change my routine, because then I feel and, guilty. And what, does, and what does your routine look like for in the morning? Do you have, like, a regimen routine, or does it depend on, depends on where you are, if you're traveling or not? Like, what does your morning routine look like? My, my morning routine, I get up, uh, brush my teeth head out to the gym, come back, I prepare. I don't like to, I've tried eating prior to going to the gym, but I can't. I get very, very sick. I don't even like drinking anything. Mm -hmm. So I come back from the gym, I make hot lemon water, and I put apple cider vinegar in it. I then either boil two, um, I hard boil two eggs, and then I make, I cut up some papaya, and I have a cup of papaya, or my other alternative is, I have protein shake mm-hmm. with um, green tea and ginger, like little pieces of ginger cut up inside. And um, that's just my morning. For my night routine, I have chamomile and magnesium tea. Mm-hmm. I like to put magnesium in my tea. It's, it's actually really good. They have like different flavors at Whole Foods. So I get the lemon flavor. I'm obsessed with lemon. I put lemon on everything. <laughs> everything mm-hmm. <laughs> it makes everything so much better and it's just a natural way of adding flavor to things mm-hmm. without having to put um brown sugar and stuff like that and so does that routine is that every day of the week or how do you yes. how do you do that like even on days when you don't work out that's pretty much same routine yeah every day every single day even on the weekends i do it because it's just The way I like to start my day, it's easier for me, and I love to get my metabolism going. Mm-hmm. So I always make sure to make my lemon water. Even when I'm traveling, I literally go to the supermarket. I buy lemons. Sometimes I get um, Ziploc bags. I dice them up, and I put them in the Ziploc bag, and I have them there, and whenever I need a lemon, I squeeze. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, no, I've, at first I wasn't good at getting prepared and, and you know, 
traveling, it was terrible. But then um, Tanya wrote this book, and you know, she really, really helped me figure out how to do it. And because of her, I literally am like the best traveler now. Like I can go anywhere, and I will stay on track. Like I just went on vacation, and I stayed on track. So I'm really, really proud of myself. <laughs> well, that's, that's awesome. I mean, that's that's a big struggle yeah. with a lot of people traveling. Because obviously it throws you off your routine, and, and that's the worst thing that can happen for anybody trying to be healthy or be fit. It's it's getting off a routine is what throws most people off. So having a routine and yeah. being able to stick to it, to it is so important. And yeah, commend you for staying on it like that. That's awesome. Thank you. But you know, it's just about having fun with it. I feel like I went on vacation, and you know, yeah, the, the gym was there, and we we did go to the gym. But, you know, we did a lot of cardio outside, you know, where we went to Turks and Caicos. It was, it was beautiful. So we went for power walks, went in the water, was swimming for hours. You know, anything that you enjoy, you take advantage. You take advantage of it. And it, it's just, for me, honestly, it works. I feel like when I kind of just stop stressing about A, B, C, D, I kind of just, I'm happy and I drop. But when I stress about, oh, I need to lose 10 pounds by this date because this, this, and that, it just doesn't work that way. My body doesn't respond to that. My body likes to see me relaxed. And when I'm relaxed and I'm confident, that's when it responds. You kind of just have to let go. And that's another thing that Tanya taught me because I was always like so like I needed to control everything. And you can't do that. You just have to like let things fall into place. You can only do so much. So I enjoy going to the gym. I do different things every day. I do yoga. I do spinning. I lift with Tanya. I lift on my own. I like going for walks. You know, I'll go bike riding. I'll go swimming. And most importantly is eating clean. But it's not just eating clean like, oh, I'm eating a salad. No, that's boring. You're going to get tired of that. It doesn't make sense. And I was guilty of that. Oh, I had a salad. No not going to work. You have to like make it fun. So if I make a salad, you know, I love kale. So I'll chop up some kale. I'll throw in some blueberries. I'll throw in some almonds. Of course, I measure the amount of each item because I can't use like a whole bag of almonds. But, you know, I can use about 15 almonds. And, you know, it gives it that crunch that I love. Mm -hmm. So so how do you how do you deal with any kind of temptations out there? Because, I mean, you sound very regimented and, and that's awesome, but I'm sure there are some times when, when you see a certain food that you know it's not the best for you, but you still, you still feel drawn to it. Like, do you have any guilty pleasures? And, like, how are you dealing with that temptation? I love cookies, homemade cookies. And... Um, if it's a small cookie, you know, okay, I'll treat myself. But, you know, if it's a big cookie, you know, I'll have, like, a tiny piece. And, honestly, that's only, like, on special occasions. Like, on vacation, I did that. But on the weekends, I don't really get tempted. I just, I don't know, I just have a bigger picture. And I make sure to eat food that I enjoy that is delicious. And I also make sure to drink a lot of water. And I add some lemon in there. And I also have some, add some mint. And, you know, that kind of makes me feel satisfied. But um, one guilty pleasure, I love having a cocktail. 
you know, or, or a glass of wine. Like, you know, it just it's really nice after a long day at work on a Friday or on a Saturday. Like, those are guilty pleasures that, you know, sometimes you're like, oh, you know, and especially cocktails, you know, they have a lot of juice and they're not good for you. So mm-hmm. it's just learning how to consume it. You know, Tanya taught me, like, if you're going to have wine, you know, savor one glass of wine, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's just like little gives and takes like that. But am I, there's healthy options for everything, I guess. You just have to be conscious about it. Yeah, if you're going to have alcohol, you know, just don't have juice. You know, just have, like, vodka, seltzer, and lime, and mint, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I, I like adding, like, those, like, little things to, like, add flavor so I won't miss the cranberry juice, which has sugar, you know, or grapefruit juice. I, I don't like any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And so how, what are your, you mentioned earlier that you, as far as goal setting, that you're not looking at pounds or looking at a certain amount on the scale. Do you, what, what are your goals? How do you, how do you set them aside from just weight and, and what would they be? Honestly, when I first started, it was like all about weight for me, but, um, as I started working out with Tanya and um, lifting and, you know, finding my way at first, I wasn't, you know, doing cardio. All I was doing was lifting with her three times a week. And, you know, I soon learned that I needed to balance it out and I needed to do cardio on my own. But, um, you know, she taught me you can't really expect to lose weight. Like, you can't weigh yourself and get upset if you don't lose weight. And that was, that's what was happening with me. You know, I was lifting weights, so I was gaining muscle and burning fat. So I was kind of staying leveled. So mm-hmm. after that first month, you know, I kind of, like, discarded the weight. And um, I just started looking at inches, at my clothes, at compliments. But... um what really, really, really pushed me to to just, like, focus on how I feel was how, when I learned to start eating. When I started eating well, I felt good, and then I felt like I wanted to go to the gym. And then I started noticing that my clothes were sitting looser. You know, my jeans weren't as tight. I wouldn't have to, like, wear a belt, you know, to... to make sure everything looks okay, you know? It's just, like, little things like that. And don't get me wrong, like, I do weigh myself, but I don't like to depend on the scale. I prefer inches. I prefer just going off of my clothes because, honestly, your clothes is your clothes. If your clothes fits better, you're going to know it. And with time, you, when you see that your clothes fits loosely, then you're like, oh, wait a minute. And then you weigh yourself, and you're like, oh, okay, so then I did go down, you know? But I feel like when you depend on the scale, you you kind of psych yourself out because if you if the numbers don't reflect it, then you're like, oh, it's not working. I, I sh- I'm just going to quit, you know? And that's not the way to be. How long did it take for you to, to get to that realization? Wow. Um, April. I have to say that I probably realized that eight months into training with Tanya? Mm-hmm. Nah, it, it hasn't been that far off. It's just, I feel like, honestly, the past 
few months for me. It's been over a year that I've been training with her, and I have been changing a lot along the way, but the past few months I've really, like, just entered this new phase, and, you know, I don't let, like, certain things affect me because I feel like it's more about how I feel in my own skin, and I just feel like I don't need a scale to tell me that. I don't need the scale to justify how I feel, I guess. That would be the way to say it. No, that's that's perfectly said because I myself, I don't really believe in putting my clients on a scale because it's such a it's such a downer for most people because you expect something to keep going down and that's really not how weight works. And sometimes it goes down and goes up a little bit again and goes down again. So just as long as the trend is towards where you want to be, so that's why I myself yeah. tell my clients to just look at their clothes and see how they fit because weight has mm-hmm. so many other influences that you don't have any power over like if you have more salt or if hormonal or different things that are going on inside of your body then and if you let weight be the only determining factor if you're successful or not then that's why a lot of people give up after only a short while because they just don't see the scale moving when in reality so many other things inside their body that are happening and it makes them healthy and it makes them feel better but if you're just looking at, at the weight then that's what the downfall for a lot of people I I agree. I think it's a combination of everything. It's like a combination of just like mind, body, and soul. Like everything has to be in sync. Once everything is in sync, you know, once you learn to let go, your body really does respond. And that was like one of the things that I didn't understand. You know, I just felt like, oh my gosh, the scale says I went up. And, you know, I've been like eating a green salad and chicken and you know, and then that would lead me to be like, okay, you know what, I'm just going to, like, cheat myself because I've been working hard and the scale doesn't reflect it. So, you know, it, it doesn't it doesn't help, and I feel like it's, it's just not positive. Sometimes, don't get me wrong, it works. Like, you know, I weigh myself, and I kind of have an idea where I stand, and I know, like, okay, this is how much I weigh, so I want to aim maybe to drop about 10 pounds. But that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be 10 pounds on the scale. It could be you know, 10 pounds from my body as far as body fat, you know? Mm-hmm. I just know, I, I have an idea how much more I want to go. All right, awesome. Yeah, we're nearing the end of the podcast. You gave so much great advice, and, and thank you for letting people into your journey. Is there any any additional thing you want, um, advice that you have for people, anything in particular? Yeah, I really want to say that you really have to just learn how to love yourself. I feel like once you learn to love yourself and value yourself and be thankful for what your body does, you will start seeing results and you will start being more happy because once you love yourself and you learn to appreciate yourself, you do things for your body that are going to make an entire difference, whether it be going to get a manicure or cheating yourself to get your hair done or buying yourself a new pair of expensive pants. You know, little things like that make the difference. Little things like go, getting up early in the morning and going for a walk, that entire day you're going to be like, oh, I got up this morning and I took a walk. So instead of, you know, eating a hamburger, why don't I have, you know, a grilled chicken salad, you know? Little things, little decisions that you make throughout the way are going to make all the difference. And that's what I always say. I always look at the little things, and I always try to find the positive in everything. And, you know, 
you, you just have to feel satisfied. If you're not satisfied with what you're doing, then there's something wrong. You have to be satisfied with yourself. You have to know that you're trying your best, and you need to always appreciate your body for allowing you to do these things. Tanya has taught me this. You know, there's so many people who can't do certain things that we take for granted. So we can do these things. We need to just embrace it and have fun and enjoy it and just let go and enjoy. And once you do that, you're going to be so happy. And it is possible to do. It's extremely possible. People say, oh, I can't do it. I've tried it. Yeah, but, you know, it's not like a one-day thing and it's not a, uh, it's not something that happens in a week. It's a habit. Habits mm-hmm. take time to create. So, you know, it's a lifestyle. That's the best way to look at it. Do little things every day that are going to make you a better person. And once you do that, you're going to start feeling better about yourself. And if you find a coach, someone who can guide you along the way, it doesn't have to be that you're paying for a trainer, but, you know, even like a gym buddy, someone to go to the gym with that helps motivate you. Mm-hmm. Someone that you can talk to about maybe recipes, you know, oh, you know, why don't, do you have, did you cook something today or do you have you ever cooked something, you know, that's healthy that maybe I can try or I can tweak? Little things like that. That's what I love about Tanya. Like, we just talk about so many different things and then she gives me ideas and I work off of that. And, you know, whenever I'm talking to my friends or my boyfriend or my family, you know, they're asking me, oh, like, what are you doing? And I tell them, oh, I do this and that. And they're like, oh, well, why don't you try this? And little things start making the biggest difference. Like, I didn't know apple cider vinegar was so good for you until, like, two months ago. And I was talking to, like, my hairstylist, and she's like, oh, why don't you try this? And I'm like, oh, okay, and and now I'm obsessed with it. And Tanya told me, she's like, yeah, do it. It's so good for you. And I'm like, okay, I'm doing it, you know? (laughs) So I just feel like you have to talk and educate each other. Like, don't be afraid to talk about your journeys and educate people, and you're always going to learn. You can always feed off of someone else. Right. And, I mean, you talked about Tanya and, and, and all the things that she did for you and with you. Any, do you want to any, give her a kind of props or any kind of shout-out? Yes, time. I love Tanya. Tanya is the absolute best, best. Tanya Silva literally has been my coach throughout this entire journey. Without her, I wouldn't be this new and improved version of Alex that I am. Like, she has helped me look at life in a totally different perspective, and I'm more spiritual than ever. I take care of my body, and I value it because of her. And every day, she's always working so hard to teach all of us something new. And I really appreciate that, and I honestly am so lucky to have found her because she completely understands me, and just like she helps me, she helps so many different other people. So I really, really, really recommend you guys go out there and you know google tanya she's on youtube she's on instagram and she has this new website called dietjunkie.com and she uploads a different recipe every week and honestly they're so delicious i'm hooked i like i love cooking now before i didn't like cooking and now i'm obsessed so definitely 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 follow tanya she's awesome all right, I will leave some of her um, information on the show notes so that way anybody who wants to get in contact with her or find out more about her, I will leave all that information in the show notes on the website at www.fitcoach.com. It's fytcoach.com. So thank you so much, Alex, for taking the time to 
go through your journey and, and really giving people insight in what it really takes to be fit and healthy. Um, thank you again so much, and I'm sure it's, it will help a lot of people out there get in the shape they, they want to be in. No, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate this. This was a lot of fun, and I'm really excited that I did it. Thank you. All right, great. All right, talk to you later then. Bye. Okay, bye. Thank you for listening to the Fit Podcast. I hope Alex's story inspired you to make some changes in your own life. To see the pictures of her transformation or to learn more about her amazing trainer, Tanya, head over to the show notes at fitcoach.com. That is fytcoach.com. There you can find more success stories just like this one to inspire you to get started on your own journey. Thank you for listening and until next time, remember, don't just do it, just do you. Thank you for listening to the Fit Diaries podcast. You can find pictures and additional information about today's guest's transformation on www.fitcoach.com.